108 minutes to quarantine failure. Master Iteration. Reset. Two, no current alarms. Zero. Vault temperature one, within normal parameters. Five. Vault pressure within zero, normal parameters. Vault four, humidity within normal parameters. Two, Vault integrity one, test report two, secured. One. Zero. Zero. Talk show. We'll do it live. Annual override achieved. For station uplink, enter three, two. So today we're going to react to episode one of Z Nation. The title of the episode is Puppies and Kittens. We'll rate the episode, give our initial thoughts, critique things a bit, and follow that up with the Walker of the Week, Roger Ward, and our survival scenario. Finally, our new viewers will make some spoiler-free predictions for what they think might happen next. So without further ado, let's get to it. But first, a word from our sponsors. This week's episode is sponsored by The Amazing Chinese Shovel think it's just a shovel? No! It slices, dices, digs, picks, parries, pliers, screws, hammers. It's the only tool you'll ever need. Much more than a shovel. It's the amazing Chinese shovel. Okay, let's see who we've got on the line tonight. Incoming transmission from Brian. Hey, Brian, how's it going? Hey, John, how are you doing? Pretty I'm good. I'm myself. Feels like it's been forever since I've talked to you. I, I almost don't even recognize your voice. I recognize yours very well, and but yes, it's been way too long. <laughs> way too long. <laughs> Which is very much open to interpretation. I miss you. I, I want to cuddle against your body. <laughs> as long as you do it with a Nerf gun in your hand. <laughs> I will. <laughs> yes, I, I gotta keep you at bay. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's see who, we, who else we got up there. Incoming transmission from Mr. Bad. Hey, Mr. Bad. How are you doing today? Excellent, Sergeant. How are you doing? Not too bad, not too bad, not too bad, not too bad. Enjoying not this bad. nice spring weather? Not too bad. Getting all those uh, chores done outside, fixing up your uh, the grounds, getting the pool ready? <laughs> fixing pool up the ground? Yes. <laughs> well, those chickens do tear it up. They do, they do. <laughs> Yeah, the pool is kind of an ongoing battle against the uh, the vegetable matter, the the algae. And uh, I, I don't, I, I, I don't wish that upon anybody. I would never have a pool. Working in aquatics, <laughs> I would never have a pool. <laughs> That's right. Yes, Brian is intimately acquainted with uh, what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, well, let's see. I think we'll probably have some more incoming uh, as the uh, show goes on, but for now, uh, you guys want to get started with that first thing we do? Yep, uh, I do have one thing to say. Your wife will be home in about 30 to 35 minutes. Damn, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah. Godspeed, wife. Godspeed. That's our ETA at this point. Okay, puppies and kittens. Uh, we see a montage of zombie apocalypse stuff as a cheesy voiceover tells us, This is an extinction-level event. Do not panic. We learn that it's been three years since the first case, and now governments have fallen. We then go to Portsmouth Naval Prison Infection Control Laboratory on May the 5th, year 02AZ, as Delta Team X-Ray and their leader, Lieutenant Mark Hammond, fight their way inside to extract some scientists. They're contacted for a status update by Simon Cruller, an NSA systems operator at Camp Northern Light, which is also in the process of evacuating. 
Crawler tells them to escort Dr. Murch and survivors to the CDC mass infection lab on Mount Wilson in California. Hammond makes it to the lab, where Murch and other scientists are forcibly infecting prisoners with different strains of vaccine to try to find a cure. One by one, the vaccine fails, and the prisoners turn into zombies. I give you mercy, says Hammond, as he puts them down. Murch injects the last prisoner as zombies finally break in and attack the group. Outside, Air Cav Whiskey Bravo 6 arrives to evac survivors. Hammond pulls Merch out of the lab, leaving the last prisoner behind, still begging for mercy. Zombies swarm in and commence to eating him alive. Hammond gets Merch on the pl- helicopter, then goes back for the last prisoner. Meanwhile, at Camp Northern Light, Crawler runs for the plane, but they take off without him, but moments later crash to the ground and explode. One year later... On May 12th, year 03 AZ, we, can't, we see Camp Blue Sky in upstate New York as Nana Griswold, age 64, prepares for her funeral. She's ready to die, so her loved ones say goodbye as Roberta Warren bestows upon her the Eighth Sacrament, which is a single bullet to the head. Afterwards, Warren is called to the lake by Sergeant Charlie Garnett, who has spotted two men in a canoe paddling toward their perimeter. It's Hammond with the last prisoner, who he introduces as Murphy. Hammond says Murphy is the best chance to cure the zombie plague and wants help getting to California. At Camp Northern Light, Cruller is video chatting with a girl named Daisy, who wants to know if he'll be home for Christmas. The conversation seems bizarrely normal. His conversation is abruptly interrupted by a transmission from the CDC Mount Wilson, and Cruller hits pause. It turns out this is an old conversation, and he's just pretending it's live. Mount Wilson reports they've been overrun, that Operation Bite Mark is abandoning the lab. The transmission garbles into static and is lost. At Camp Blue Sky, Hammond meets with their leader, Redburn. We learn that Hammond found out about Blue Sky from an ex-cop and some others taking shelter in a prison 20 clicks up the road. There were supposed to be National Guard at Blue Sky. Garnett and Warren reveal they were National Guard, but they're the only ones left. They volunteer to take Hammond and Murphy to the rendezvous. Redburn is reluctant, but relents when Hammond almost insists. They head out in a truck. On the road, Camp Blue Sky survivors Addison Carver, Mac Thompson, and Doc Beck meet with some arms dealers, and Addie negotiates the purchase of a spiked bat called the Z-Whacker. Z-Whacker, yeah. Uh, Some recently turned zombies show up, but are quickly dispatched. We learn that zombies are fast when they first turn and get slower as time passes. The dealers pack up shop and leave. Back at Camp Blue Sky, Redburn and Donner find hundreds of seemingly dead Zs washed up on the shore of the lake. Suddenly, the Zs reanimate and charge. On the road, Garnett and Warren want to go back when they can't make contact with Blue Sky. Hammond refuses and even threatens them at gunpoint. To prove the importance of his mission, he has Murphy pull up his shirt and reveal the eight zombie bites all over his chest. Hammond reveals that the vaccine worked, that Murphy's blood has antibodies that can cure the ZN1 virus. Just then, Doc calls on the radio to report seeing explosions at Camp Blue Sky. Garnett and Warren immediately head back in the truck. Meanwhile, Doc, Addie, and Mac get near Blue Sky and are encouraged to see the evac bus leaving. They got the kids out, says Addie. Then we see that there's a zombie on the bus, which crashes, and then zombies pour out of it. Group flees on foot and is picked up in the truck just in time by Garnett and Warren. They finally arrive at the rendezvous point, but the team Hammond was supposed to meet is dead. Hammond takes command and orders the group to search the area for supplies before they move on. Garnett and Warren are surprised to find a live baby in a car seat. They collect the baby, and we get a glimpse of someone watching the survivors through a rifle scope. Addie, Mac, and Doc find a cage surrounded by zombies. They kill all disease, and locked inside is a woman who says she's been there for two days. They take her inside the building, where Hammond interrogates her. The woman claims she locked herself in the cage, but then lost the key. The group argues about whether or not they should take the woman and the baby with them or leave them behind. Warren spots puppies and kittens outside, which are zombies, and Hammond says it's time for them all to move out. Garnett stays inside with Murphy and the baby. Hammond and Warren go to try to start a larger truck while the rest collect supplies. Outside, Doc is attacked by a zombie, but the mysterious sniper takes it out and saves him. Inside, zombies rush in and attack, but Garnett fights them all off with a hammer. The group is about to evac when the baby turns into a zombie. Garnett and Warren can't bear to kill it, so they run outside and lock it in. The group argues about whether or not to leave the zombie baby alive. Warren insists someone should give it mercy, and Hammond agrees to do it. He heads inside, and he and the baby play a deadly game of cat and mouse until another zombie tackles Hammond and pins him down long enough for the zombie baby to move in and bite him. 
The survivors run in just in time to see Hammond being eaten alive. They give him mercy. Outside, the survivors argue about whether or not to take up Hammond's mission when the group hears Crawler calling on Hammond's radio. Addie answers, and after Crawler learns Hammond is dead, he wants to speak to whoever is in charge. Warren tells Garnett that he's in charge, so Garnett picks up the radio. Crawler is able to tell them about the importance of the mission before the transmission dies, and Garnett reluctantly decides to take up the mission. As they head out in three trucks, the sniper shows up and hops in the back at Doc's, at Doc's invitation. At Camp Northern Light, Crawler proclaims himself Citizen Z. He broadcasts on all channels, trying to rally any survivors left, and plays us out with the catchy main theme. As in the truck, Murphy pulls out one of his teeth that has suddenly fallen out. Boom. <laughs> so, uh, you being our, our one new guy at the moment, uh, what did you think of this episode, Mr. Bad? I thought it was okay. Um, okay. Just okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I like seeing uh, Perinu uh, get killed by a baby zombie. You know, I, <laughs> I often envisioned uh, a baby zombie biting his throat out when he used to scream, <laughs> Walt! Walt! Bite that man's throat out, for Christ's sake. Maybe a zombie Walt. Yeah, that would be excellent. Excellent. Maybe that uh, that zombie baby right. would have gotten bigger, you know, ten times bigger in the next episode had they not. Well, they didn't kill it. Maybe it'll come back. Well, they didn't. They killed the zombie baby. Oh, did they? Oh, oh that's yeah. right. They they opened up with like a thousand rounds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They killed all those zombies. They killed the zombies and they killed uh, Michael from yeah. Lost. Yes. Um, let's Pop see. quiz, Steve. How many people from Lost were in this episode? Uh, well. Michael Perrineau, uh yeah. the uh, DJ Quails, who I, ah, I really, good job. Liked, really liked him, especially when he started his Citizen Z uh, montage. You know, he took <laughs> on that personality. That was pretty cool. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. He was on Lost? Yes, he was. He was, he was a Hurley's friend. buddy. They worked at the oh, Chicken I, I, Shack. I know Michael was on Lost, and I was going to mention that myself. I'm like, I'm like I know you two least are going to be like, I'm masturbating to the fact that this guy's on the first episode. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, fuck, Lost. I mean, it was good. And the title itself, the title of this episode itself is fantastic. Uh-huh. Cool. Okay, so how many stars, Mr. Bad, before we get um, too much into the into the minutia? Stars, so it's a 1 to 10? Of course. I'll give it a... It was amusing. I'll give it a 6. 6, okay, alright. And how about you, Brian? How many stars would you give this episode? I'd give it, a, I'd give it at least a 7 or 8. I'd huh? give it an 8. I mean, because this, I mean, this, like, this is not like The Walking Dead. This is no, no. This and is also, good. Yeah, it's, it, it's entertaining. I was entertained. I was entertained. Yeah. The baby was fucking awesome. I'll give it an eight. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a very different animal from The Walking Dead, but I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, no. no, I liked it I mean, a lot. I'm not uh, gonna, I am not going to compare this to The Walking Dead. Never, never. Well, it, they're two totally different <laughs> shows. I would compare it all day long, but not in a bad way. <laughs> My stars, um. I'm going to give it an 8, too. Uh, I mean, some of it was a little cheesy, uh, but for the most part, I thought it was pretty solid. I thought the characters were pretty compelling. So, yeah, 8. And I'll get into the reasons why next. So what worked? What worked and didn't work uh, for this episode? What made you want to rate it higher? What made you want to rate it lower, Mr. Bed? My primary complaint was it wasn't cheesy enough. (laughs) Well, it it started out pretty serious, you know. It was very, you know, uh, dread, you know, horror. And then the baby zombie was very lighthearted. Uh, yeah. The uh, uh, Citizen Z, when he starts his uh, little radio show, was great. And then there were some ele- elements I liked, but I didn't get, like, the Ace Sacrament and the catchphrase giving you mercy. I... I don't think that's something somebody would say right away. Uh, I don't know. Well, it seems to be a part of a culture that's developed since the zombie apocalypse happened. Yeah, let him keep going. Well, continue. Uh, continue, Steve. But, 
Yeah, I liked seeing um, my uh, Harold Perrineau get his throat uh, torn out. Like I said, <laughs> that's uh, something I've been waiting for a long, long time. Did um, you? Uh, were you surprised that he got killed in this episode? Or, I was. Uh, were you I expecting? actually was, yes. Um, I didn't uh. think he was that good of an actor that he couldn't be in more of these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was very lucky to get this part. <laughs> I, uh, well, it's kind of interesting because... He uh, his performance actually kind of reminded me of his performance in uh, Twenty Eight Weeks Later. Was it Weeks? Yes. Was Perry yeah, Twenty Eight Weeks Later. Yeah. Oh, okay. He was in that. He played in a military guy. He played a helicopter pilot in that mm-hmm. one, which kind of had, sort of, kind of had fast zombies in it, which were reminiscent of these too. Yeah, I didn't know if they were like zombie vampires or what the hell they were. I didn't know what was going on. Well, they were infected people with yes. rage, but they were still just alive people. And if you shoot them, you know, enough times, they're gonna die because they're they don't they aren't like undead or anything. You don't have to hit them in the head or anything. It's just they're just regular people that are sick. With the, but the it's like the whole camp they had there in uh, what was it, Northern uh, New York, Northern Lights or whatever. Was that Northern Lights? No, no, not that was the- uh, New York was Blue Sky. Blue Sky, yeah. Yeah, that was real serious. First, you know, you had the scene where uh, paranoid people are getting killed. They're yeah, yeah. injecting, you know, these prisoners. They're dying horribly. I just was. I first of all, I couldn't believe that patient zero. They just walked away. It's like, okay, this is so important, but we just injected you, and we're waiting thirty seconds to see if you die. Nope, I'm <laughs> out of here. <laughs> just assume you're gonna die, and well, I'll leave you to well, the zombies. Pretty good assumption. Pretty good assumption. He could have waited. I mean, that was it was just so freaking important, you know. Well, zombies were. I mean, the zombies basically came in right after they left. So, well, he has a gun. Yeah. He's been. He knows. Let him shoot him. <laughs> Fire that goddamn. Okay. And then what's the what's their success rate been so far? Not so good, right? Incoming oh boy. transmission from Methodic John. Ooh, Methodic John's on the call. Hey, Methodic John. <laughs> How's it going, man? Good, good, good. Hey, Methodic John, how's it going? Glad to have you around. Cool. Glad to be around. You haven't missed much. Uh, We just gave our ratings, so uh, what would you rate this episode out of 10? Knowing the whole series, spoiler alert, um, (laughs) maybe a seven. Seven, huh? That's that's around where uh, most of us, I think, are rated. I think me and uh, Brian gave it eight, and uh, Mr. Bay gave it a six. Did you give it? Six. Yeah, six. Thanks. And Steve is our noob. He's the uh, the fresh face. He he hasn't seen anything past episode one at this point. So no, no. Like must to- be careful not to spoil Mister Bad. I did look and see that fracking zombies is the next episode, and uh, that's <laughs> promising. Hopefully, they'll have a uh, you know um, a tie in there with uh, Galactica. The Galactica <laughs> will show up and dive. Bomb Either that, or they're going to be. Uh, mining for oil or something, right? Isn't that what they do with fracking? Oh, yes. Well, natural gas, yes. Natural gas, okay. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Maybe this show will be a big stinker for all the gas they come up with. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Okay. uh, Did you have anything else to add on your uh, what worked, what didn't work, Steve? I did like the asshole uh, um, prisoner... And you I would be did. an asshole too after you know guys walked <laughs> away and yeah. zombies were literally eating my ribs. You know, give the guy a break. I'd be pissed <laughs> off. I would be pissed. I'd be carrying a grudge. And then I thought that was cool to see him pull his tooth out because that that gave it a nice harbinger that maybe the uh, the cure isn't quite all it's cracked up mm-hmm. to be. There might be something lingering maybe, there. Maybe, maybe something interesting. Cool. All right. I guess we'll go to uh, Brian. Uh, what worked and didn't work for you this episode? The baby running around. I mean, that's I mean, what Steve, worked, right? You can put your baby that did not work. You can put your baby in the ground and it won't move. It will basically sit there and and it will flex and get its muscles stronger. But really, the baby didn't work. I mean, even when it bit into that into Hammond, and it's it just like really. <laughs> that didn't work. That that really did not work for me. It didn't work. Um, uh, but did work. I've been thinking about <laughs> that all week. And what did what has worked? Um, the only thing that has worked for me is that um, the zombies when they come out um, when they're doing the drug deal, uh, and 
they know a fresh zombie from a not fresh zombie. That worked for me. I like that. I really did. I read stuff with that before, and that did work for me. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Um, I thought, John, what worked to do work for you? You know, it's so terrible. It's like it's been six months since I've seen this episode, so <laughs> I am just, like, struggling to remember demarcation lines. But um, one um, thing that I... Basically, this episode ends uh, at the point that uh, Hammond gets killed and they all get in the trucks and decide to take up his mission and drive off. And at the end, uh, Murphy pulls one of his teeth out. Yeah. So what I think worked for me in that episode, as I kind of like to think back, is that um, Hammond died. And I think that that was a huge (laughs) thing. I mean, at the time Uh when I saw this, I thought, wow, um, you know, Harold Perno can be like, front and center in the series for a while and I yeah. think me like that really captured my interest like right off the yeah. bat I'm like dang this show is not afraid to you know pull off the gloves <laughs> like here they're like title actor dead yeah. in the first episode he so was he was billed as a he was billed as a main character too exactly so that that was I think pretty surprising and worked mm-hmm. well to pull me in and um, mm-hmm. that's why I gave it like I said a seven or did I say eight uh, you said seven. Okay, well, I maybe know like an eight. I forgot about that whole death scene. That, so I bumped it up to eight. Um, and okay. I think what didn't work for me, uh, it was what was just said previously was the baby. I mean, uh-huh. that at the time I thought was just like totally, you know, we have to have boundaries in a show like this, right? Uh-huh. You have to have like, you know, like, like back off the rails. Like they jumped the shark on a baby that was in a carrier and then now is like up and mobile. Like <laughs> that, that broke the physics of a zombie, you know, ah, okay. movie, in my opinion, I would like to add to that. The fact that it's just that baby, there's no way it would do that at that age. If it was a father, like two, maybe, yeah. but it would, it, it might be a little bit faster, but it's not going to be that much stronger than a toddler. They made it to be some like superhuman baby. <laughs> And, and it, didn't work. It, it, didn't, it didn't work. It didn't work. And to that mm-hmm. point, I would argue exactly what you said, right? Look, super fast, superhuman. You don't see that characteristic anywhere else in any of the other infected. That's None true. of the other infected are like the goddamn Flash. Yeah. Right? And that baby was yeah. like the goddamn Flash. So to me, that, point. that, well, to me, that just didn't work because they basically violated physics of the zombie show and the characters and the like, zombie behavior, like right off the bat to just kill but, off Harold Perrineau. The only thing I maybe would suggest is maybe I wouldn't I kind of feel like zombies don't get tired. Like if they're running after you, they'll just keep running. They aren't going to get tired. You'll get tired. They'll keep running. So That's a baby. It doesn't know how to run yet. <laughs> It'll just keep crawling after you. It'll just keep rolling. It'll I mean, roll after yeah, you. Yeah, I, I, I could, Sonic I could even maybe, maybe a crawl. I mean, Steve mm-hmm. has a newborn. I mean, that newborn's basically sitting, and it's twitching. It's <laughs> strengthening its muscles, but it's not going yeah. to do much of anything. Who? So I'm like, this baby was about that age. And Who has a newborn? Like, Did you anything. say Steve? Did, Steve does not have a newborn. At least none that I'm aware of. I haven't yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be no leg. Don't speak too quickly, Steve. You, you don't have know. a newborn? One of you, one, someone has a newborn. I know it's not gone That's Methodic Gun. That's Methodic Gun. You just listen to to hear the joy and, and gratitude and, and the voice, and you Magic. can tell which one of us has a, uh, Magic a the new moment. life in their, in their life. Oh, let's not make this creepy. Just like it is. In defense of the zombie baby uh, scenario, uh, at least they didn't have the baby take out Harold Perrineau, they had like a full-grown zombie well, tackling down, and see, then this, the baby just kind of crawled over and I mean, bit on him. I am glad they had a zombie baby. There has not been a zombie baby. I'm glad they did it. I Me too. think they did it really badly. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, what was the remake of uh, Day of the Dead had a zombie baby, and that wasn't going to do a damn thing. Day this or Dawn? Killer. Day of the Dawn. They, and this one, they made it into a they say kill a zombie baby. Uh-huh. I just didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't like it. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. See, before you came uh, on, Methodic John, I said I thought it wasn't cheesy enough. 
I like the uh, zombie killer peddlers with their devices. I thought that was a little, you know, funny, lighthearted. I like the zombie baby. I wish, actually, that the zombie baby uh, had bitten him more than once. I wish it would have been so funny, like if he bit us a thumb and then a then you know a a toe. And then you get a shot of like the uh, the baby like suckling on the toe or something. That would have been very cool. Um, Are you human? Sure. I'm your person. My dog is horrible. I don't know. But yeah, I I understand where you're coming from. It just just didn't come around being realistic. This being a sci fi show that is more um, fluffy to me, it's more fantastical. I mean, I mean. I get it why they did it. I mean, I'm glad they did it. It just, I'm like, what? Afterwards. I'm glad they did it. I just don't know why they did it. <laughs> Steve, I think you'll well, find uh, that this show kind of likes to step back and forth over the line. Uh, yeah, uh, and we'll see that. Um, serious versus comedy. Yeah. And yeah, we'll see that in other very other episodes. Oh, yeah, we'll see that. <laughs> I appreciate a humor. I certainly do. No, it's not a spoiler. It's basically that this show is fun. It's like Warehouse 13 meets zombies. It's meant to be fun. I mean, I don't take it seriously. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and think, you know, I'm going to compare this to The Walking Dead. No, there's no way I would compare this to The Walking Dead. Well, sometimes the show is serious, though, and I think it does that pretty well, too. I think it does both pretty well. It's just something that may take a little getting used to, stepping back and forth between the line of uh, seriousness and comedy. It's not like The Walking Dead. It's very much meant to be fun. It's meant to be fun. It is meant to be. It's meant to be that way. Well, an example would be, I think, Firefly. Firefly had that very serious tone. It was life and death, but there were lots of amusing situations, you know, um, and the people and the characters were funny. Um, yeah. yeah, but they conformed to, they, they maintained, they, they followed, the universe followed order, right? Their universe yeah. followed order, and they felt right, like, yeah. back to the original question before we got so heated, what <laughs> didn't work, that didn't work for me, right? Like, in the first episode, they set themselves up to break kind of like the, their universe. And I just right. felt like that was a put off. Like uh-huh. I know the show's fluff and I know it's like almost parody <laughs> to a certain degree of, of the zombie. Yeah. Yeah. The, almost. But at the same time, it's like it, it makes it hard for a viewer to like be able to get engaged because you just, you just don't know when they're just going to go, you know, jump the shark at a moment's notice and just come right. out for a curveball. And right. that just, that's what didn't work. So okay. maybe you should move on to the next person. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the next person is me. Um, what worked and didn't work. Um, well, let's see. What worked? Uh, watching the first episode, the the first episode did a really good job of inverting my expectations because I really was expecting uh, Harold Perrineau to continue on as the main character. And I was really expecting all these various people that he met, like a Camp Blues guy, to me, they felt like, you know, minor extra type characters. I was expecting them to be killed off <laughs> and uh, Sergeant uh, or Lieutenant Hammond <laughs> to continue on to his next adventure, you know, in the next town. So it felt like a, a really unusual and interesting inversion that kind of these average Joe people are apparently, you know, who the show is actually going to be about and and not the uh, the Delta Force guy. <laughs> so that actually did surprise me, and I liked that. Um, uh, the, uh, I guess, the cheesy stuff bugs me a little bit, um, especially because, you know, first episode, I don't really know what to expect. So it's, it's it, a little bit, it feels like the show doesn't quite know what it wants to be. So it definitely took some getting used to, you know... <laughs> Lines like "This is an extinction extinction scale event. Do not panic." I mean, <laughs> obviously you can't take that seriously. But then other stuff, you know, feels pretty serious, and you feel something when when uh, Harold Perrineau gets killed off. But yeah, the, in the zombie baby was pretty silly, <laughs> and the, the, that they bothered to you know go in there and even do anything with it that was kind of silly too. So, yep, that's mine. Cool. 
<laughs> that they would bother to uh, <laughs> to even mess with that, to put themselves at risk, <laughs> to give the baby mercy. Well, the other thing that didn't work is that they didn't search the building enough to know that one zombie was there. Yeah, that, that was kind of weird, too. It, yeah. And they'd been in there for but, a while, so it's but, like... But, but it, it progressed the narrative. Yeah, so yeah. Okay, uh, smartest, dumbest. What was the smartest thing somebody did this episode? What was the dumbest thing, Mr. Bad? I thought Citizen Z was pretty smart. Um, uh-huh. I didn't understand why more people didn't stay up there at the base. That seemed like one of the safest places. You know, there's no Yeah, zombies. that was kind of weird. They were evacuating, but there didn't seem to really be any reason to evacuate it. Like, where are you going? Bermuda. <laughs> They're okay. going to die. <laughs> I'd, go to Bermuda, I'd go there, but uh, <clears throat> dumbest. Well, for me, it was right away. I uh, the reality of the show took a hit, not with the zombie baby, but <laughs> right away when uh, Pirano arrives at the hospital and they yeah. close that iron gate and he leaves yeah. one of his men there, saying that gate's not going to hold. Well. Why the hell have an iron gate if you're going to have it collapse? You know, have like a a, a reinforced, you know, uh, uh, glass door, you know, something from like a <laughs> hospital or something, you know, uh, uh, a.k.a., you know, like uh, Terminator 2 in the crazy asylum where you had all that glass. They would like to see what's going on. Well, that metal reinforced glass, you know, that's the kind of stuff that people would press against and would eventually give, you know, but... Uh. Um, Oh, you didn't you didn't see it as believable that the the zombies could uh, break through that those iron gates? I guess I didn't know. In the, if you're going to put a gate up, it's not going to be strong enough to stop a couple dozen people from pushing it over. I would have why put an iron gate? <laughs> and that's the same way. Why inject this guy and kill him if you're not going to wait ten seconds to see if he's going to live or die? Yeah, <laughs> I'll go back though. <laughs> Get his chewed remains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he hadn't turned yet. I guess he wanted to make sure. Uh, <laughs> it's, it was interesting that we didn't really see how they got out of that either. <laughs> no, you did, see him a year later. Did we see the doctor die? I don't think so. No, she. As far as we know, she got off on the helicopter. Oh, as far as we know. Well, she would be much more important than patient Z or Zero. Hmm. Alrighty. Um. Let's see. Uh, Brian, smartest, dumbest. Smartest thing would be going back for Murphy. Just because he has mm-hmm. Dumbest thing would be when the door was <laughs> open, when that one soldier came through, yeah. that the door wasn't closed. That seems like the dumbest thing ever. You know he's infected. He's the first one to come through. Close the bloody door. I mean, that's what, what Hammond should have done. He should have closed that door. That seemed the dumbest thing because that created a lot of problems. Murphy, you mean you mean after he came through? They have been bitten, and they still may have known he had the cure, but mm-hmm. saving him was the smartest thing he did. Though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Methodic John, smartest, dumbest. I think going back from Murphy, smartest. Yeah. And there's a couple dumb things, but I uh-huh. think overall how they really didn't fortify effectively that kind of critical hospital situation, that's pretty uh-huh. All right, and let's see. Well, my smartest. I guess for smartest, I'll say uh, Citizen Z trying to sort of rally support from any survivors that are still out there that are able to hear him and transmit back. And for dumbest, I'm going to say going in and trying to uh, take out the zombie baby. There was not really any good reason to bother doing that. (laughs) That would have been my number two. (laughs) <laughs> okay, uh, questions raised by this episode. Um, ooh, ooh, can I add another dumbest? Sure, sure you um, can. I thought Patient Zero was pretty dumb, because at one point, I think after Pirino's character died, the Lieutenant uh-huh. Harmon, uh, he says, oh, well, let's split, I'm out of here, I've, I'm, I'm enough of this. And it's mm-hmm. like, he's a real asshole, and it's like, the only reason anybody would actually want to help him is because yeah. he's a, he has, like, the cure. Like, um, what's his name from The Walking Dead? You know, uh, yeah, yeah. Dr. Eugene, you know. Uh, yes, Eugene, yes. And it's like, I, I thought he would play that up. Oh, you can't kill me. You know, you can't risk me. I've, I've got the cure, you know. <laughs> you got to get me to California, you know. 
Well, he knows and how well he was treated last time. He was <laughs> a walk. doctor. Do, do, what's that? Third, third? Oh, that's third. I agree slowly what he's saying, but my third that didn't work which is uh-huh. this, was the fact that the plane went down without him. Why did he go down? Is it? Yeah. Hello, the wife. I mean, it seemed pointless. An explosion of a plane. I'm like, I'm by myself. They should never have left that base at all. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I'm. I'm guessing there was a zombie on the plane. That's the only reason I could think why it would have gone down. Yeah, me too. But still, it seems how they get up there when they're pretty much isolated. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, questions raised. Um, the first one that that occurred to me was uh, I don't understand why they call the zombies puppies and kittens. Does anybody <laughs> I, have any I insight do. in this? I know oh, you I do. do. Okay, do. why? Why? The first. Well, first or second episode of The Walking Dead, Rick Grimes said, think of puppies and kittens. And T-Dog said, yeah, dead puppies and kittens. <laughs> that's why I think I mean, seriously, when I saw the episode name, that's the first thing that came to my mind. That's why I think they named it. Wow. I think you're probably right. That's an amazing <laughs> catch. Very, uh... Yeah. Very astute. Nice. Wow. Okay. Does anybody else have any questions? Well, I guess there's the question of what's going on with Murphy. He's pulling his teeth out at the end. What's going Man, on there? Cheater, spoiler, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he just doesn't floss. He doesn't floss. Yeah. <laughs> Do zombie babies? Do zombie babies have special behavioral capabilities? Special what capabilities? Special capabilities, like, you know, super fast. Well, obviously, you like the capability to have super uh, muscle strength and be able to move around really fast. Yeah, is that just that baby, or is that all zombie babies? Oh, that's a good point. It could just be that baby. We don't know. Maybe that was actually, um, one of those adults that still look like children? That's progeria, right? Yeah. Probably. I think another question, and all there's another question raised was, like, how does the Citizen Z infrastructure um, domestically work so effectively? You know, like he's reaching in all these systems, and how are these systems still up and running? Like, mm-hmm. He's going to say, and it's a show. <laughs> Basically, he's going to say, and power. we don't know what they can do. Also, we don't know what they can do. They can do anything with things. I mean, you're going to come with this question in the next 16 episodes. Mm-hmm. You, you accept it. You're like, oh, okay, whatever, whatever. And of course, you I mean, accepted. he's broadcasting. This is, this is this is fluff sci-fi. You're gonna accept it. And he's, he's I mean, he, he's broadcasting. I mean, yeah, okay, maybe he's got nuclear power where he is, so he can broadcast. But we don't actually know that anybody can hear him. So <laughs> who, who knows? <laughs> I'm assuming he has nuclear and God help him. <laughs> I guess there's some question as to how much government is left. Doesn't seem like there's much. It's interesting that the, apparently the president was a woman when the zombie apocalypse happened. It figures. Lindsay it's just like figures. to let zombies take over. Lindsay was kind of a gender-neutral name. That's just it her. I don't remember that. That's true. It could be Lindsay, like a Lindsay Graham type of deal. Oh no! Wait, wait, wait! Because Murphy says Murphy says the bitch is dead. So, oh, so yeah. I think we have to conclude. When I that when I saw Lindsay, whatever Baron or whatever, I I'm like, really? You went there? You went for a neutral name? Right. <laughs> yeah. No, she's female. Okay. Um, I don't have any more questions. Anybody else got anything, or shall we move on to the quotes? Quotes. Quotes. <laughs> Okay, anybody got some good quotes? I got a few. I know uh, Brian has a few. Anybody else got any? I give you mercy. That's what we want. Yep. That seems to be an ongoing theme for the show. How about you, Steve? You got any quotes? Usually you got not, some quotes. I did not uh, put any quotes. I did, Like no. I said, I did like Harold Perrineau swearing, come here, you fucking baby, whatever he was saying. That was, uh, <laughs> that was amusing, you know? I don't do babies. I don't do babies. Yeah. I really wish they had that baby had had mauled him some more though. I, that would have been <laughs> good to see. Nice. Okay. Um, I guess I'll do one. Uh, oh, oh, well, of course, this is an extension scale event. Do not panic. Wouldn't it have been great if the baby's name was Walt? If it had a name tag, and he started saying, "Walt, come here, Walt, where are you at?" <laughs> that would have been great. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, and talking about references to other shows, I'm I'm sure everybody caught the uh, the reference to uh, the ex cop and some guys hiding out in a prison. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I'll do another quote. I liked. Uh, it's just a baby. It's not like he's gonna grow up and be a fine young man someday. <laughs> <laughs> That was patient uh, zero, right? He said, yes, I remember that one, and yeah, I always had that in my list, but I decided, like, no, 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 that uh, man's an asshole. And, and then I've got, uh, God, I hate moral dilemmas. <laughs> and uh, that was Hammond. And then, <laughs> and then after uh, Addy says it sounds so sad, uh, Doc says, it's not sad, it's a zombie. <laughs> And then uh, my last quote is uh, Garnett <laughs> saying, I didn't tell Hammond to go get eaten by a baby. <laughs> I thought it That it, was it, actually pretty good, but I like much, 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 by the baby. Yes. I, I like the baby scene. I wish it, they had gone more over the top. You know, um, like some of those gore movies. What's his name? Uh, Quentin Tarantino. You know, oh, uh, yes. Did the... Uh, what was the name of that one? He did the... Um... Reservoir Dogs. No, no, no. He did uh, the one about Bill the, Bill. the car where the guy uh, is is driving a stunt car uh, and killing oh, yeah. women. Um, death Proof. Death yeah, Proof, yeah. yes. And then that was supposed to have like a fake trailer, some bloody gore movie. Then he eventually made the big bloody gory movie. Um, yeah, City. Yeah, yeah, and I thought... If you're going to do gore and dark humor, should have had more gore, more sex, you know. Um, <laughs> more sex. <laughs> well, people get, you know, getting, you know, ripped apart at, while they're, you know, you know chasing sex. women or something, you know, or, you know. Just In about flagrante to get delecto. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, well, uh, wife, since you're here, you can uh, play catch up with some of the stuff, uh. How many stars would you give the first episode of Z Nation, if you can remember it very well? I can't remember it very well. That's the episode where uh, we get introduced okay, to uh, the Harold Perrineau, and he gets killed at the end, and they decide to uh, go ahead and take uh, Murphy to uh, California. Okay, I guess an eight. An eight, okay. And the wife is like a methodic John. She hasn't seen the episode in a while, so I guess probably you want to skip the other stuff, right, the wife? Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, I guess we'll move into the Walker of the Week. Okay, this is the uh, award we give each week for our favorite walker or uh, or alternatively to a character we think that behaved in a manner no better than a walker. So who gets your Walker of the Week award? I'm Mr. Bad. Oh, Baby Zombie. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> okay, awesome. Okay, uh, Brian. I give it to Hammond because I knew he wasn't going to do the episode two, even though I wanted to. Your Walk of the Week or your Roger Award? Oh, God. What? Yeah, that would be my (laughs) Walk of the War. Um, Let's see. Walk of the You know the zombie that woke up when he was in the water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's my zombie. Because they should have just shot the asshole in the head. And they wait for him to turn. I don't know. You don't think the other ones were still woken up? Well, but really. Because he was the king zombie. (laughs) The zombie king. Uh, Okay. Methodic John, Walker of the Week. The Walker that took out Hammond. The Walker that took out Hammond. Not the baby, but the other one. Yeah. Roger that. Good choice. Okay. Uh, The wife, what was your Walker of the Week? I'll take the baby. The baby. Okay. And for my walk of the week, uh, I'm going to pick Dr. Merch. She was pretty coldly uh, infecting and killing those guys. I mean, maybe, ultimately, it'll save humanity, but still pretty effed up. So I'm going to give her walk of the week. Did you like her little speech? Like, right before she's injecting them, she's, like, reading off the... Uh, the, uh, the executive order, the yeah. executive order. Great. Like, hey, really give her rat's ass, you know? All right. Okay, uh, Roger Award. Roger, there's a lot to get done before you can afford to lose me. Roger. We got this, man. We got this by the ass. Roger, move! Let's go, baby. You all right? Perfect, baby. Perfect. Roger! Roger, watch it! Move! 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 
Okay, this is, of course, the award we give each week to a character that we think kicked the most ass, uh, but who is also a character that we think might potentially get killed off at some point in the story, or maybe even did get killed off in this very episode. So, uh, who gets your Roger Award? Mr. Bat. Lieutenant Hammond, a.k.a. Harold <laughs> Perrineau. Wild! <laughs> and I'll just go ahead and say that, yeah, that's who I'm giving it to, too, and... Brian, I think you said you're giving yours to uh, Mr. Perrineau as well. Yeah. And how about you, uh, how about you, Masonic John? Uh, are you going to join the flock or go with somebody else? Um, sure, because he's dead after this episode, so yes, we'll just give it to Sure him. is. How about you, the wife? you going to jump on the uh, Lieutenant Hammond bandwagon? Sure, why not? All right, uh, zombie analysis. I'll take your questions. There's a man going around taking names. These creatures cannot be considered. They prey on humans. They do not prey on each other. These creatures are motorized. We must not be lulled by the concept of these family members of our friends. They are not. It's a Okay, we learned a lot about these particular type of zombies this week. Uh, and I guess that, that uh, bumper is actually pretty apt, because they really just about could be the zombies from the remake of Dawn of the Dead. They, they kind of follow Romero rules, but at least they start off quite fast, which is interesting. Um, does anybody uh, want to make some observations about the zombies, or shall I just... Uh, Babylon about my own observations. Anybody want to jump in with anything? Oh, Babylon! We'll oh. Uh, comment on your babble. <laughs> Somebody else started to say something? Well, I was going to say they're fast at first and they just slow down. Yes, apparently so, yeah. They can tell that they start out fast and they know that means they're fresh. It also seems like if they're not targeting in on something, they almost seem to sort of go into some kind of standby rest mode. They were all kind of laying in the water there, almost like they were dead. But then when those two guys came up, they uh, reactivated. And and then also when the group, uh, the, the three uh, guys were running away from Camp Blue Sky, and they came up on top of that hill, and there was a group of zombies there, but they were just standing there, not doing anything. And they, they didn't, like, move into action before the, the truck arrived and they just ran them all over. But... uh. I thought that that's kind of interesting that uh, that apparently they aren't constantly moving and when when they don't see something sometimes they just are go very still. Question for you on that on that regard. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know this and maybe you don't want to spoil, but uh, in this world when people die, do they turn into zombies like Walking Dead or or do you have to be bitten? Is it more like the uh, the classical zombie have to bite you to become a zombie? That's a good question. I. Th- think that it's actually spread through the bite, I think. Actually, I no, they, they actually said that at the very beginning. as why well. they killed that one woman off. Oh, they yeah, I guess you're right, yeah. Everybody so comes back. So you know. yeah, that does make sense. That's why they shot her in the head, so she wouldn't come back. Yep, so I guess that's just like Walking Dead. Great observation. I thought they just did that because they didn't like her, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That was kind of an interesting uh, addition on the, the, I guess that's a Catholic thing, the whole sacrament stuff. Uh, uh, the eighth sacrament. <laughs> well, there is a sacrament of, you know, um, blessing the de- or the dead or the near dead, but um, uh, the eighth sacrament of uh, actually killing you, I don't think I so. thought it came more towards that humans can't necessarily terminate their lives easily. Uh, Therefore, they did that. And it's been, what, Two, three years after the initial infection? I mean, yeah, society has changed to some degree, right? So why yeah. not that? Why not merciful suicide? Mm-hmm. Hi, you're close to death. You want to die? I'm going to shoot you in the head now. Yep. They did. They made it seem like that was very unusual. Like in three years, like all the de- old people had died or succumbed because they said, well, you're the oldest person we've known, Granny. Yeah, that's 64. That's probably, probably so in their world. 64 yeah. is probably the fullest person they've seen. That's and yeah, they, yeah, she got cancer or what have you, and they decided mm-hmm. to do this. I mean, 
I, I don't think it was unnatural three years after the assault. I don't think it was natural. Yeah. I mean, especially um, as fast as these zombies are, I mean, you'd think that they'd be very effective at killing anybody who, you know, isn't very well protected from them. So See, but those other people that. have the advantage. They all have those uh, golf carts down in Florida. I'm sure they could uh, run away from the uh, zombies or <laughs> run them over in their golf carts. That'd be, that'd be a bit of fun. Scene. Not too sure. Not too sure about that. <laughs> When they gave the vaccine to the, that first guy in the in the prison, it was kind of interesting the way he sort of spewed out a bunch of blood initially. Uh, I wonder if that's going to be like a zombie character. Because they, they don't always all seem to do that, but that first one sure did. Mm-hmm. Sure would think of that. Definitely still sees be headshots that takes them out. Uh, that's, I think that's all the observations I got right now. Anybody else think, uh, think of anything I missed or should we move on? Moving on. Stay tuned. <laughs> Okay, uh, survival scenario. Give me that dog. What do you mean? I mean, give me that dog. What are you going to do with him? You can't open the door to let him out. The bomb's life will go off. The dog's got to go. We're going to need every bit of air to breathe ourselves. After a while, we'll be laying on the floor to get fresh air. But he's just a little dog. He doesn't breathe. We can't have him here. No. Dog's got to go. Okay, this week we're going to uh, take a look at the same moral dilemma that Lieutenant Hammond was dealing with. Uh, your group has found a woman in a cage and a baby, and you're trying to decide what you're going to do with them. Uh, you going to take them with you? you going to leave them? you going to try to drop them off somewhere? Uh, what do you think should be done in this situation, Mr. Bed? I'll take them with you. I don't... I... All life is precious. Why, you know, if you're going to try to survive in the zombie apocalypse, it's, uh-huh. just, it's not just you. You have to form a community. Otherwise, eventually you're going to die and everything's going to collapse. Okay. Even so, though the baby's going to draw zombies on you, like, all over the place and they're super fast? What? Emergency food supply. <laughs> okay. All right. You know, so, something to live for, what? you know? Okay. If nothing else, you could use it as a distraction device. There you go. Throw the baby in the room. <laughs> like a, like a uh, uh, kitchen timer, yes. Just, just <laughs> draw their attention. Okay, uh, Brian, what do you do in this situation? Actually, I was thinking more along, along the lines of Steve, but I wouldn't put a baby in a room just to attack zombies. But okay, maybe on the second floor, killed off, knowing nothing is coming to get it. But yeah, I'll probably save the baby and the glow cage center. What do you think? I mean, I, I I don't think I put the baby in a warehouse to let it turn. If it did turn, I would shoot it pretty much immediately because <laughs> sure. there's no way it could get out of that fucking car seat. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, this this reminds me, uh, Steve. Since you're the only one who hasn't seen further down the uh, into the plot. What do you make of that woman that they found in the cage? You think she's on the level? Um, does her story sound hinky? Oh, is she dangerous? Hinky. Is she all right? It what's, was what's completely the hinky. I, I locked myself. I lost the key. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, what a load of bullshit. She just should have said something like, oh, I was attacked, and they put me mm-hmm. in here, and then they all died, the sons of bitches, and, you know. You but you'd she, still take her with you, even though... Uh, She's yeah, I take her with. I I I'd be very loath to uh, leave people behind, at least until they shown themselves to be very antisocial or very self-destructive or um, okay. selfish. Yeah. All right, uh, Methodic John, what would you do in this situation? I guess we're at a point where everyone deserves a, a chance to live. So take it with yeah, you. Yeah, bring everybody with you. Try to save everybody. <laughs> Okay. Bring her All right. Okay. All right. Uh, the wife, what would you do in this situation? Eat the baby. Eat the baby? What about the woman? Eat her, too. Eat her, too? <laughs> All right. 
What, you run out a cup of noodles, you know? You got no... (laughs) Hell yeah. Maybe you could make like a human version of a turducken with the woman and the baby. My wife is nodding. I would prefer peanut butter and jelly myself to... (laughs) (laughs) Peanut butter jelly time? What? Some peanut butter and jelly on a baby. (laughs) And yeah, in spite of everything, I'd do the same thing. Uh, Basically what Hammond did... uh, Take the people with you and try to find, you know, a safe place to drop them off at. What else are you going to do? Come on. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, it's time for predictions. The Dharma Initiative This man and his team created a series of equations which tell us, with a high degree of probability, where it is going to be at a certain point in time. Event window determined. Extrapolating sound and vision. Okay, uh, Mr. Bed, you are the one and only star of this particular section since you're the only person who hasn't seen all the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is the section where Mr. Bed makes a prediction. Um, 42 minutes to quarantine failure. Makes a prediction for something that he thinks is going to happen during the course of the episodes. That uh, they've, I guess they've made so far at this point. Let's so see. what's well, I'll, I'll predict what I'd like to see as opposed to what I expect to see. Um, okay, I wish they would have it. I, I, I hope it gets more humorous, like Zombie Land. That that comes to mind, a zombie type genre that had a lot of humor, even though people were getting eaten. Uh-huh. Um, it was very lighthearted. The twinkle. Well, actually, thing. technically speaking, in Zombieland, we never saw anybody get eaten by a zombie. Uh, One that of the reasons why I despise did, Zombieland. I understand what he's saying. I understand what he's saying, and yes, that happens. <laughs> you will get your humor. In Zombieland, there was a woman that got eaten by two zombies because she didn't do a double tap in right. Zombieland. <laughs> so that did happen, and yes, in Zombie. And Z-Nation, it, trust me, it gets funnier. <laughs> yeah, I hope it gets topical. That would be funny. You know, topical. to have like, uh, um, like they're in New York, have Kim Kardashian as a zombie walking through, <laughs> and, you know, or something, you know, or something like that. You know, if they ever get to California, they could have, oh, what the hell was that one big-breasted woman's name who was on the uh, beach show? Um, Elvira. No, no, no. She was. Pamela Anderson. That would be so great to have Pamela Anderson, you know, as a zombie <laughs> dressed in that uniform, you know, like the uh, the beach patrol uniform, you know, wandering Steve, the beach. Steve, Steve. Maybe at the end, these people are going across the United States. It does get better. I promise. It gets <laughs> We're trying to spoil it, Steve. And, and, and this, this is why I describe it as fluff sci-fi. Don't take it seriously. Have fun with it because it gets far worse, and it gets better. Far better. It really does. <laughs> well, you know, it uh, really does. speaking, at, you know, as something, a guilty pleasure, I can remember watching episode after episode of Gilligan's Island, and I don't know why. I have no idea. <laughs> it's one of those things I wish I because could forget, you know? I can tell you why you watch Gilligan's Island. You only had three networks, and what else were you going to watch? Oh, I thought you were going to guess that I had an affinity for redheads. Never, I think you're old, and I think you, I think you knew before cable. We get three fucking networks, networks to watch, and therefore you. Well, it's either Sesame Street or it's Gilligan's Island. I will be surprised. Uh, there are lots of good old movies. I I used to watch a lot of good old film noir on Saturdays, oh, and then they had talkies back then, right? <laughs> yeah, talkies. You watched film noir on Saturdays. Sure, wow. all the that old, uh, you know, crime movies. Back you, then, you know what I used to do on Saturdays? I used to watch a Doctor Who on Saturday. <laughs> oh, then we get game real besides, <laughs> Oh, I'm old. I'm I'm just as old as you are, John. So shut up. <laughs> See, are when you? I was growing up, they had some cheesy uh, Saturday. Uh, it was like count. Chocula. He he would get out of the coffin and he'd have three back-to-back C-rated uh, horror movies. Um, Are you in your 50s? I'm 54, yes. Oh, yeah. That explains it. Yep. <laughs> oh, I can remember black and white TV, uh, waking up at 6 o'clock so to, 
to see those. Uh, what was that guy with the puppet? Um, Mr. Rogers. No, no, my God, no. When I say puppet, <laughs> I Mr. mean. Mr. Rogers never had a puppet. Well, he actually he did. We but had he, puppets. I think the King I think and Queen. About Captain Kangaroo. No, 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 no. This is. Uh, uh, he's talking about the. Oh, you're from the back, and oh, I know who you're talking about. I'm oh, trying to I think of who that's uh, called. I'm dating myself. Hello, Tom. Why don't you date yourself? The, the one with uh, the one with freckles. Yes, yes, the freckles. I was just gonna say. Um... Uh, trying to think of what that thing was called. What thing? Oh, I know what it's called. The ye old ancient puppet yeah, show. It was the name of the show was the same as the name of the puppet, and it was like a redheaded thing with freckles on him. You bet. That's it. Yeah. And and that used to a... come on like at six in the morning and. <laughs> can't think of a name. <laughs> I can't either. It'll come up. Yep. Uh, well, okay, but, but uh, we're still on Steve's. Oh, prediction. We're still on Steve's prediction, and I think it got too nebulous to type down. So okay. uh, try again, Steve. Make I, a prediction. <laughs> I hope to see more titties and ass. How's that? I want to see the zombies. You know, this is sci-fi. You're not going to see titties and ass. This is sci-fi channel. You're not. It's cable. They can't have a little, you know, uh, upper. If you, if, if you want, torso see, if you want, give me your email address, and I will send you titties and ass. Oh, thanks. Thanks. It's going to be pictures of himself. Don't do it. <laughs> Pamela Anderson with, with of your Brian's face. Or you. <laughs> or me. Um, okay, so Steve, your prediction is that you're going to see more tits of this? Uh, my prediction is that there's a lot of characters. Um, yes, there are. I think two characters will die next episode. Oh, Okay. Okay, good deal. Excellent. Howdy okay. doody. Howdy doody. That's right. Howdy doody. Howdy yeah. Doody. Yep. Oh my god. Howdy doody time. Howdy, howdy, howdy. 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 Let's <laughs> have spoiled quarantine. I will tell you the entire season. People die. Uh, <laughs> people die. People die. Things happen. Yeah. Quarantine. It's pretty much true for any show. There's zombies. <laughs> okay, so no spoilers. And your quarantine. wife has no reason to actually speak. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, get a room. <laughs> well, um, anybody got any final thoughts before we wrap up the show for this week? I did, yeah. As in the first initial episode, this actually yeah. was pretty good. I didn't go in to expect a lot. Yeah. I expected to be warehouse stripping. Uh-huh. To be funny, to be not serious. The baby actually did freak me out, but they killed it. It did freak me out, but I liked it. And The Walking Dead is very serious. This show right. was very not serious, and I liked that. I did. Uh-huh. That's my thought. I feel like the series can series can do serious and funny, and I like I like it when it does both. It takes a little getting used to, but I do like it. I hope that you will too, Steve. It's, it's pretty good. We'll see. anybody got anybody else got anything? Without uh, John, Steve, anybody? Final words? Alrighty. Well, uh, let's see. I think next week's episode is what. Somebody said something about fracking or something. Fracking zombies? Let me... Fracking zombies? I think I have it here. I had it in front of me. No, fracking not. zombies, yes, yes. Fracking zombies. Um, fracking zombies, okay. Good deal. Well, I shall look forward to that. Um, hope to see you all again. Thanks for joining me. Let's see, uh, and if uh, Anna's Karen DeGroote herself has written, observation is <laughs> the only key to true complete awareness. Uh, your next tour of duty will last one week. During that time, you will hopefully observe Z-Nation, which is our sociological experiment in progress. What is the nature of the experiment, you ask? What is this show trying to say with its seriousness and its comedy? Perhaps you as the observer can find out. Fill up some hate mail. Send it to us. Station7thedoor at gmail.com. Presto. We'll take a look at it and be happy. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 252 252- Three seven seven one zero eight seven. That'd be great too. Uh, so I look forward to next week, guys. And 
With that in mind, on behalf of the Degroots, Alvar Hanzo, Hans von Egan, and all of us at the Dharma Initiative, thank you. Namaste, and good luck. Mr. Bad Robot! Call recording has been completed. Goodbye. Well, it looks like my internet crashed, so that means the episode's over. Puppies, kittens, and kids sure gonna have some fun. Puppies, kittens, and kids having fun in the sun. Puppies, they like to play, they like to play all day. Kittens, they like to play, they like to swing and sway. Everybody now, puppies, kittens, and kids sure gonna have some fun. Puppies, kittens, and kids having fun in the sun. Puppies, they like to play, they like to play all day. Kittens, they like to play.